Medical workers of Reddit, what were the most haunting last words you've heard from a patient? Sweet guy in his 20s with endocarditis, heart valve infection, caused by IV drug abuse. I was prepping him for his third open heart surgery when he sat up, looked me in the eye, and said, I'm going to die, aren't I? He did not survive the surgery. Dang this one hit me hard. I had a guy who had a cardiac arrest in a swimming pool. He came to my IQ. The lifeguards has managed to get him back at the poolside so a short downtime which usually means a good thing. Turned out he had a dysahemia, funny heartbeat, which had resolved. So, we woke him up from his medically induced coma, and he was great. Smiling, waving, talking. He remembered feeling unwell in the swimming pool etc. Fast forward 2 hours, and his nurse starts shouting for help. The guy is screaming and really agitated. He grabs me and looks me square in the eyes and shouts. Something really bad is about to happen. I have never seen fear or panic like it. He pulls out all his lines. He bites through his arterial lines so he's losing blood everywhere and he's standing on the bed screaming. We cannot calm him down or reassure him he is safe. He just screams and shouts and panics. And then he stops, collapses and goes into cardiac arrest and dies. In the medical profession, we talk about a sense of impending doom. I now work in palliative care so see lots of people who die. But this was so visceral. He was so scared. It was harrowing. I will never forget the look in his eyes. Occasionally my ADHD meds combine with a poor night's sleep or inadequate hydration and produce tachycardia. Sometimes, that comes with a very clear sensation, with a very vague meaning, that something is very wrong. I think I can imagine that, at a far greater intensity, with a far more serious heart problem, producing that kind of aura plus panic attack. I'm a nurse. I started off working in pediatrics uh, During toward the end of my first year, this woman came in with her 8 year old daughter who was feeling dizzy and had a poor appetite. She hadn't had her flu shot and it was flu season. So she took her in because her symptoms were bad enough she was worried that she may need medical intervention. So we asked her a few questions. Then I noticed this huge red bruise on her side that covered half of her side. I noticed another one on her back when we went to check her heartbeat. Then she fainted. We were able to get her stable. And when she woke up she said she was just feeling weak. Because we were thinking flu, we got her hooked up to an IV. I mentioned the bruises to the doctor and he asked the mother to leave so we could talk to the little girl in private. Is there anything you want to tell us now that your mother's not here? She nodded and looked down shamefully. We asked her what, and that's when she told us that she was bleeding. She admitted that for a month she had lots of nosebleeds at school, at least a few times a week. And then she showed us something that terrified us. She showed us an ulcer she had inside of her lip. We went from thinking flu to abuse to cancer really fast. We sent her to get some tests done ASAP, and never heard her back. A few weeks later I transferred to St. Jude's. Turns out she was getting treated there, and her tests came back positive for leukemia. She was not doing well. I was working as a chemotherapy nurse right away, and would work with her a lot along with a few other patients. She just got worse. Before one session she looked at me with the saddest eyes and said I don't think I'm going to live for much longer. Tell my mom that I love her more than anything and anyone else. It was so heartbreaking to hear. But nurses have to be stoic and I had to suck it up. After that session another nurse took over and I ran outside and broke down crying. She died that night in her sleep. May you never have to hear such a thing again. 
Not a healthcare worker but my grandfather passed this week at 89 years old. He was a very sharp sane man. Not senile or any dementia. The two days leading to his passing he began to see things. He told me. Do you see Michelangelo painting? I said no. He said. He is painting invisible dust. Everything he paints disappears. I hope the bathroom is still there. He also told us he could see little men jumping from the fan blades. It was really strange. It sounded like he was tripping acid but obviously he wasn't. He prayed over and over the night before he passed. We found him deceased in the morning. Not in the medical field, but when my grandmother was in the hospital with kidney failure and dementia. I went to visit about a week before she passed. After we heard the news and flew out, the nurse informed us of an exchange they had had the night off. How are you doing Mary Lee? Is there anything you want to do tomorrow? Oh, no. I believe I'm going to go see my mama tonight. She died a few hours later. EMT on a call where 16 year old girl and her mom were in a serious MVA. Mom was hanging on but daughter was in bad shape crushed chest, head cracked on dash. Pre-airbag days. First responders were trying to open wreckage to get access to patients. I was talking to the girl to try to keep her calm. She's moaning from pain. Can't see her mom due to blood caked over her eyes. She suddenly stopped moaning and said quite loud mom. It doesn't hurt anymore. Her mom lost consciousness at this point and didn't respond. Daughter turned her head slightly toward me and barely opened one eye just enough to make eye contact with me and whispered please tell my mom it doesn't hurt anymore. She was pronounced by an MD that showed up 3 minutes later. Obligatory not a medical worker boo famous author Roald Dahl had planned his last words to be you know I'm not frightened. It's just that I will miss you all so much to his family. Instead. The nurse injected him with morphine to relieve his pain and his last words turned out to be OW. Frick. Expectation versus reality. My buddy who went on to be a doctor had an elderly female patient, probably 9100 years old. Her daughter left the room to get coffee and my buddy had to check on her vitals. They were normal. Then she woke up, smiled and got teary eyed. She said I knew you'd come back for me. I am sorry I didn't marry you. My family won't let me, but I will now, I promise. My buddy just held her hand and smiled. She laid back and closed her eyes and her heart stopped. She had a DNR and was gone just like that. Her daughter had no clue what she meant. Her husband had been dead for 10 years and they were married since they were 20. My buddy doesn't know if it's relevant, but we are black and maybe she was in love with a black guy a long time ago. Because she was looking right at him when she spoke. IDK. Shoots weird. That's both sad and sweet. It probably brought her soul great comfort. When I was a senior resident a young man, late 20s, was admitted for pneumonia. He got worse quickly and I was called to his room to help while on call that night. He was having trouble breathing and needed intubated. I explained all this to him and that I would sedate him and then get him intubated so we could help him breathe. He agreed and we got everything ready. The last thing he said to me was doc. Please don't let me die. I told him I would do my very best. I got him intubated and transferred to the IQ. A few weeks later I was on call covering the IQ and he was barely hanging on. I knew he would not make it through the night. He went into V-fib several times and I was able to bring him back. But only briefly. He was just too sick and he died shortly after that. It was horrible talking to his mother and girlfriend and comforting them knowing the last words he ever spoke were to me saying please don't let me die. 
As someone who has been there, but made it through, I can tell you what I meant when I said it. Save me, yes, but also fight for me and protect me. It's from a place of helplessness as I recall it. My body isn't doing what I tell it and I'm terrified. Sounds like you fought for him. I wouldn't be ashamed. Regret the battle you lost. Sure, but keep fighting the war. Please. Work and M's. This doesn't happen very often. However I do distinctly recall an elderly gentleman who was determined to die in his home. Kept saying, I'm not going back to the hospital. I'm going to die here. Guy was having a pretty massive MI. Was going to be dead in less than 12 hours. His wife and son pleaded for him to go to the hospital with us. Told him to think about his grandbabies. Told him point blank he was gonna die if he stayed. Reminded him about how alone and scared his wife would be. Tried so damned hard to figure out why he was afraid to go back. My unit and fire stayed on scene for over an hour trying to convince him to go. Even called a doctor to chat with him. He was old, but not old enough to go out just yet. Still mobile. Still fully present mentally. Sadly, we can't take people against their will. It's legally considered kidnapping. Eventually we had to leave this man. He was dead the next morning. The funny thing is, I respect the heck out of him. I think he knew something we couldn't accept, that he would pass even with intervention. I wouldn't want my body worked if I knew I was going to die anyways. Resuscitation is a violent, often fruitless endeavor. The most haunting thing for me isn't the death or gore itself though. It's hearing the family screaming when death is announced. Hearing people, especially children, scream for their mothers is the most painful for me. My goddamn tea is cold. Tough 86 year old bird with orange hair white roots and tattoos. Last words spoken while having groin prepped with cold soap for cardiac catheterization. Old ladies who swear like sailors are among my favorite patients. My dad was his English and home was always England. Dad was in home hospice for 3 months. After 10 years with Parkinson's. He couldn't get out of bed anymore and one day he said to my mom. Let's get out of here. My mom asked. Where do you want to go home? I was taking a young patient of cervical injury into surgery. He looked at me and said, if I don't survive, please donate all my viable organs to people who need it. I looked at his chart. He was 24, the same age I was. I was an intern in the part of the world where organ transplant never takes place. He died during the surgery. Not his final words, but a couple years ago my grandfather choked during lunch. Paramedics revived him, but by the time he made it to the hospital there was no brain activity. I made my way from Houston to Tulsa to say my goodbyes and sat vigil with my grandmother. She still hadn't accepted that he was gone. No brain activity for 48 hours. As I sat with her at his bedside she was talking to him. It's time to wake up Johnny. She had been married to this man for 65 years and was basically begging for just a little more time. That had a profound effect on me as I had just gone through a pretty brutal divorce. I think we all did something right if we spent 65 years with someone and at the end they are asking for more time. Comma I think we all did something right if we spent 65 years with someone and at the end they are asking for more time. I want this less than 3. About 12 years ago we got some really bad news. My brother who had an undiagnosed autoimmune disorder took the news really bad. He got really sick and the next day he passed away. His last words were it's broken it's broken. My little brother was with him and he said it's okay I fixed it. 
Then he fell asleep and died. I think he was talking about his heart. I truly believe he died of a broken heart. It haunts me every day. I have heard of that happening, and witnessed the deterioration of a couple elderly people die after their spouse did. I don't know the biology behind it, but the will to go on without someone takes a toll on the body. Not a medical worker, but when I was 14 my friends and I were joking around before our 7th period theater class. My one friend, who was always a big goof, was playing along with a joke that he and another classmate were breaking up and said, this relationship is over then spun around around and fell to the floor for dramatic effect. Except it wasn't for dramatic effect, because he actually suffered heart failure and died instantly from an unknown condition. Acute myocarditis. None of us realized it and laughed along. I even picked up his glasses from the floor and put them on to tease him about how blind he was. When I tried to give him his glasses back I was struck by how discolored his face was, and then blood began to pour from his mouth. That's when the screaming started. Absolutely fricked me as a 14 year old to realize we could all just drop dead at any moment. My mate knows a guy who was out drinking with his mates. He stood up, downed his drink, said see you later, boys and fell backwards, dead before he hit the floor. When I was an intern on call in the IQ, we had an older lady who was completely stable and wasn't even on our radar of patients who might crash that night. But she did and did so very quickly to the point where we had to intubate while she was still fully lucid and conscious. Right before the intubation, she said I'm so scared and I'm going to die, aren't I? She coded twice before passing away. Even more sad was that she had no family other than a distant niece who referred to the patient as a bee and had no remorse for her passing whatsoever. My mom went an early morning to the hospital. She had double pneumonia. 76 years. Old. She went downhill fast. Called family in. About an hour or so before she passed she opened her eyes looked right at me and said I'm dying I'm dying. Watched her heart monitor go from 80 to 0. Saddest day of my life. Not from the patient but from a family member. After his elderly dad was pronounced. Son was loudly yelling in his ear thanks for everything dad. I love you gets me emotional every time talking about it. My great aunt was dying from breast cancer and all of our family went to see her in the hospital one more time. When we arrived she was already in and out of consciousness. When I held her hand she knew it was me and woke up and was able to whisper the last thing she ever said. It was difficult for her but she was able to softly whisper to everyone how much I will always love them and I'll never forget that special moment for the rest of my life. Love you great auntie. Miss you tons My grandmother, long since dead, told the story of her grandfather's or great grandfather's deathbed scene. He had been in Sherman's march to the sea during the civil war years before. On his deathbed, he revisited the march and was ordering his men about, telling them to leave the woman and her kids a couple of chickens and to slaughter and burn everything else. For no one in the room left unchanged when he died. I worked as a unit clerk in IQ some 20 years ago. There was an HIV positive man that came in, early 40s, and he'd signed a DNR DNI advance directive. Do not resuscitate do not intubate. When he was first diagnosed, he knew death was inevitable and didn't want to drag it out. When he was admitted to the IQ with pneumonia, the doctors and nurses reconfirmed with him that he didn't want any heroic measures if he stopped breathing or if his heart stopped. He looked tired, and done with life and said yes. Later that evening, his blood gases kept getting worse and his O2 sats kept dropping. He knew the end was coming for him, 
and all of a sudden, on a burst of energy, he's yelling for his nurse that he changed his mind and wanted to live. Those were his last words. I changed my mind. I want to live. Might get buried. I was taking care of this guy with stage 4 cancer who had altered mental status. No cancer in the brain on imaging. Couldn't find out what was wrong. Was getting worse. Made comfort care. Morning that he died he actually looked better and said, Hey doc I'm scared can we talk about this? And I said sure, I'll come back after rounds. My plan was to come back after lunch to talk with him. On my way down to get food my pager goes off saying that the patient had died. He was scared of dying. He wanted someone to talk to. He died terrified. Really my only regret of my career so far. That is so tough. But it's hard being a wearer of men hats. I feel like wherever his soul is now understands. Not a medical worker, but first responder qualified at the time. I found a guy lying on the street I sort of knew but didn't recognize then. Reeked of alcohol and smelled rotten. I grabbed his hand and tried to talk to him, and see what was going on, what happened, if he was in pain, etc. He looked at me and said, Diane, I didn't expect to see you here. He cried a bit, and stopped breathing soon after that. Diane was his late wife, he was dead before the ambulance got there, and my attempts at CPR didn't work. I feel bad for the EMTs because I might have blamed them for taking too long. I was with my father as he lay dying in the hospital. It was a long and emotionally exhausting process so we kids took turns sitting with him and holding his hand for when he would wake up. He was in and out of lucidity but just before he went he opened his eyes, gripped my hand hard, looked me in the eye and said, I don't like that guy in the black suit sitting over in the corner, my blood ran cold and I quickly looked over my shoe and there was an empty chair there. I don't know if he was remembering some incident from his past, hallucinating, or if he saw someone more sinister. I didn't mention it to my siblings for years and even since then they don't like to talk about it. Not a medical worker, but the last time my grandmother spoke before dying was when her cousin visited her before hopping on a plane to Russia. My grandmother had been unresponsive for the whole visit, until her cousin got up to leave. That's when my grandmother whipped her head around and shouted, Don't you dare kiss Putin. Not a medic, but my grandfather is dying right now. 92. Kidney failure. On hospice. Went to see him yesterday and he was mostly out of it, but he asked about his dead relatives, and said he's hurt more than he's felt good. I told him that he has done a good job and that he's a good man. Not sure if he understood, but he replied I know. Multi-gunshot wound in the trauma bay that had lost a lot of blood that we took back for an emergentic slap. Girl was in her mid-twenties and before we took her she just kept asking me over and over again for her mom. She died early on the next morning. Not me and not related but I saw a cop on here who responded to a suicide a young kid about 20 and the cop talks with him for a while and the kid just interrupted him and said welp you tried but it won't help and blew his head off. I read that one too. I can't imagine how scary that must have been. Less haunting and more just. Sad because of how young he was and how he was unaware of his final moments. Mommy, why are you crying? Those of you who work with pediatric terminal patients. All I can say is may God bless you all. How you have the courage to come into work each day amazes me. I know it doesn't mean much but truly thank you for standing in the gap for the rest of us. Elderly lady whose husband of 65 years died a few months before her. Where are we going? Me. Hospice volunteer. 
Well, you're going to see your husband. Her. Well, don't just stand there. Get my shoes on. This thread has me a total wreck but I'm glad I kept scrolling and got to this one. I really love it and I love her. It made me smile. Not a medical worker, but I was giving lunch to my grandma and then she went to take a nap. She said see you later, little one. She did never woke. My grandfather died in the comfort of his own home, surrounded by family. As he was passing my mom, his daughter, recalls him calling out ever so softly mama, mama. Great man, lived a long life of 84 years especially considering he smoked and drank beer his whole life. You have reached a limit, time to freshen up, visit R.I. Bleach and R.A.W.W. Thank you. I'm not a medical worker but my mom told me about situation she had when my grandma was passing away in hospital. Mom and aunt were with her every day until she felt just very weak and they called a doctor and staff. They told them to leave the room. After 10 minutes of just sitting in the hallway mom and aunt could hear weird like little sigh or moan, like I feel good type of moan, which sounded like grandma's. They both looked at each other at this time and felt like it was next to them. They got chills and goosebumps. They couldn't hear anything from the room because they were too far away from it. Then the doctor came to tell them that she passed. They still don't know what was that but they like to think it was grandma's size which meant that she finally felt good and found peace after struggling so much with her illness. These weren't her last words but they definitely stuck with me. Lady lived in a facility. I knew I was going to die in here when they moved my furniture in. When admitting a new patient to the hospice home, she looked me dead in the face and said oh, I've been waiting for you. She died a few hours later. I expect odd things every shift in hospice, but some things just stick out. My wife is a nurse but this happened when I went to have lunch with her one day. I'm not even sure that it fits here, but it seems appropriate. She was helping an elderly woman back from the bathroom. Poor woman had no family there. When I walked in to let my wife know I was there, the woman brightened up and called me Arthur. He was her dead brother. Obviously she was deep into dementia. She asked me to tuck her into bed and hold her hand while she fell asleep. Of course there was no saying no. She drifted off to the eternal sleep a few minutes later, holding my hand, as I told her stories from my job. With the exception of raising my children, I'm not sure I'll ever do anything more important in my life. Not a medical worker but thought it's kinda relevant. My grandmother was relatively healthy until her mid-60s where she was suddenly paralyzed, pretty much, from the neck down and developed dementia. She couldn't do anything for herself. As much as I wanted to be with her for every second of every day, it crushed me to see her in tears when she realized she forgot my name or when her pain was unbearable. My mum, her daughter, watched her die in her hospital bed. She wasn't in pain but she had no chance of fighting for her life. The last thing she said to my mum was number, please, then she was gone. She went unconscious. I found out that she died not long after. I don't know what killed her or even caused her to be paralyzed, but to this day her last words, even though they weren't said to me, haunt me. 35 year old female, mother of two, one of them was a newborn. She had autoimmune hepatitis, minutes before her death, she told me, please. Say to my kids that I'll be waiting for them, that I am sleeping, my time is over, I must go to my lord's house, thank you, I'll be taking care of you, god bless you. Minutes after, she had a cardiac arrest, Angelica, 
I miss you. You were my first death. Your kids are doing fine. And I know you are watching me. I'm doing my best as a doctor. My mom's last coherent words, about 48 hours prior, loss of morphine, etc., were to look me right in the eye and declare this sucks. IV drug user with multiple vegetations on 3 stroke 4 of his heart valves that were being thrown into his lungs and causing strokes, improving over several days with antibiotics and supportive treatment, strength returning, able to verbalize more, mentating better altogether. Told him he was getting better and that we're going in the right direction. Tells me I trust you 100%. Sudden hemorrhage in his brain hours later and pronounced brain dead. Not haunting but it went so this is what retirement is like he got hit by a car within a few days of retirement and it has to be the funniest last words normally they are sad last words. You just described my most pessimistic expectations. I'm a nursing student. I was feeding a patient who spoke Russian. He was Ukrainian and really in a bad way and could feel he was about to die. He was in the holocaust and he wanted to unburden himself before he died. He admitted to me in Russian through tears that he stole food from a child to survive and he never forgave himself. He kept saying sorry and then just flatlined. He had a DNR and so we just had to let him go. I told my instructor that I had to go home. Obligatory not a medic. My wife's cousin was living in New Orleans. He and his wife were out at a bar one night. A mentally deranged person came up behind her and sliced her neck open. She looked up at her husband and said, why did he do that then she died. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. Bye for now.